Hello, friends! Welcome to this very special Notes with the Narrator episode. Today, I have not only Gregory with me. Hi, Greg. We missed you. Hello. Also have Evan with us today. Oh, shit. Hello, everybody. There he is. We are going to go over... Ba -ba -ba, dueling. Yeah, Patrick isn't here because... Patrick doesn't duel. Patrick does not duel. Patrick will be here on their own special episode on sorcery. But today, it's all about clashing of swords and initiating duels and riposts and thrusts and lunges and all sorts of fun stuff. Because dueling is a big part of 7C. It is one of the various combat styles that a character can take. Lots of fancy footwork and stepping. It's a lot of cardio. I believe Jesse just recently acquired a dueling style. Yeah. At this point, it's been a little bit, but he hasn't used it yet. Not yet. And today, we're going to get to see when Jesse learned that. It was kind of off screen as we transitioned into the story, but today is a very special episode where we get to see the behind the scenes in the scenes. Yes. The behind the in the scenes. Ready to dive right in? Yes. Got my core book open to page 234. Listeners, feel free to follow along. Or don't. It's totally up to you. That's why we're here. We'll tell you all about it. Don't worry. I found my pencil. Okay, good. You got your bones? Because you're going to be needing those, too. Was it like 206 of them? One of them is still kind of fucked up, but it's fine. Oh! <laughs> now your bones are all over the floor. <laughs> Oh. oh, no. I don't want to look at the carnage that's below my feet right now. Gregory, how bad is it? He left. <laughs> he left. Bye, Greg. Oh, Jesus Christ. This isn't even out there. There's some of my... There's some of my slippers. Oh. Well, while Evan cleans up his bones, which have spilled all over the floor... This is a perfect opportunity to talk about some other bones. Specifically, the bones that sponsor this podcast. And as you know, those are Level Up Dice and Ten Quills Dice. Level Up Dice, as you know, are providers of boutique, semi-precious stone, metal, wooden, glass, and resin dice for all of your favorite RPGs. If you want to support the podcast and get some of those kinds of bones for yourself, use the unique link in our bio, which is bit.ly slash LUD writer's room for level up dice is luxury at your fingertips and for more specific sets of bones mainly d10s check out 10 quills dice if you're tired of handpicking out your d10s from your sets of seven you're gonna find all that you need at 10 quills I make these myself and you can find them everywhere on social media at 10 quills dice and at 10 dice.com let me help narrate the game in your life Evan, are you all done picking up your bones? First time I've ever spilled my own bones. Oh, God. Ow! Oh, no. Ow. You all right? I just hit my arm so hard. Oh. You okay? I don't know. I hit my arm really hard. Like, on the bone. Hopefully Jesse fares a lot better with his bones. Oh, my God. Uh. Ow. Notes with the narrator, uh, volume 10, on guard. 
The camera transitions from black and we find ourselves on a familiar plot of land, a white house with blue shutters. Travel from the outside of the street where the front door is through the open window, some red gold drapery comes across the camera's face. It travels through the dining room, through the kitchen, and out the back door to find Jesse standing outside with Miguel. And how is Jesse dressed? He's got everything on because if he needs to fight, he needs to be as prepared as possible. In most cases, he'll be wearing his shit anyway, so... He's got his coat, he's got his hat, he's got his boots and gloves on. We pan up from boots to hats to see Jesse. We turn around as the camera and we see Miguel. Now Miguel is dressed a bit differently. His hair, which is about shoulder length and black and sleek, is pulled back in a sort of rat's tail. He's not wearing any hat or any head covering. He is wearing a formal coat almost like a waistcoat. It has the tails down the back. It's tailored to suit him. It does not have sleeves. And he is dressed in black slacks with knee-high boots. And he has a sword belt. And that sword belt is carrying a very ornate-looking rapier that has yet to be unsheathed. And Raul is not around, or at least not on camera currently. It is just you and Miguel. And Luciana, if she's there too. Yeah, she's just on, like, a fence. Luciana's having a little snack. (laughs) She's eating an entire guava. (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) I don't know how. She's loving it. And Miguel stands before you, kind of tapping his boots on the dirt and rotating his shoulders a little bit and stretching out his neck. Like, you have to forgive me. It has been a significant amount of time since I've actually dueled. And I haven't either. I just haven't dueled at all. Well, what I am about to teach you is the proper etiquette for dueling. However, more than likely, you're just going to have to fight for your life. That's every duel I've ever been in. It doesn't sound like there's any etiquette to dueling. Oh. There's one thing that differentiates a duelist from anyone who's holding a sword, and I need you to pay very close attention to this. A member of the duelist guild has the right to initiate duels, but any man has the right to defend himself. This, and he shows off one of his lapels. And on that lapel is a steel pin in the shape of a triskelion. And it's nice and shiny. This identifies me as a swordmaster underneath the duelist academy, therefore making me an official duelist. Because there's more to just swinging your sword to defend yourself. And some of these maneuvers may save your life one day. All right. At least that is my hope in teaching them to you. Yeah, I I hope so too. That would be pretty helpful. All right. The first thing we do is we draw our swords. And Miguel unsheaths his and flicks the blade in front of his face straight on, north to south, in a sort of duelist bow to you. Jesse will do the same. And she scrambles and holds it up. Now, because you are wielding a cavalry saber... You need to hold it with a little bit more lightness. You don't have to grip it so heavy. And he shows you with his rapier how his first three fingers are holding the sword tightly, but his pinky and thumb are sort of loose. 
and he begins to rotate the sword in front of you. The way how I am holding my rapier, it allows me more control. Your weapon is a little bit heavier. You will need to figure out where your hand needs to sit. I suggest you hold it in whichever way is comfortable for you. As soon as he picked it up, Bramble immediately felt balanced and comfortable to him. We love that. It's almost as if he and his mom share a very, I don't know, let's say they got blood or DNA or they're related or some shit. Something along those lines. <laughs> Miguel continues. There are six maneuvers that any duelist can do. Once you master these, you have mastered dueling. The first and easiest to do is the slash. And he takes a step forward really quickly and a half step with his other foot and slashes the sword down in one quick smooth motion as it cuts the air. This is the basic attack maneuver. And you can do it in a multitude of different ways. You can go from sky to ground, from ground to sky, across the horizon, however it is you wish. Come at me with intent to harm. Yeah, okay. He holds Bramble out in front of him and steps forward and from around over his head, he comes in for a slash to his right side. Now the camera sees that Miguel's sword is down. He moves out of the way and dodges the slash. And we can hear as Bramble goes through the air that dull hum that she has. It's very good. I would watch your footwork though. Try not to put all of your weight on your lead foot. They're not only going to be watching for your sword, but they're going to be watching your body language. You will be as an open book to them. I'm more used to fighting on a ship, where things are moving all the time. It's a bit of a habit. That's all right. Slash at me again. He comes in on the left side. He comes up on the right side and parries your sword. It slides across the blade. Most of your duels will be slash, parry, slash, parry, slash, parry. However... There are a couple of different maneuvers you can add to spice up the duel. And he slashes at you. In the direction that Miguel is moving, Jesse sidesteps the other way and follows it. He redirects it. So as you parry, Miguel's other hand in a fist goes to strike your shoulder. Now he doesn't actually hit you because this is a sparring match, but he does tap you on the shoulder. I have tripped you. This, and he applies just the minimum amount of pressure on your shoulder. If he applied any more, he would knock you off balance. Is a bash. Paying attention to your opponent and realizing that perhaps they're not positioned in an ideal way for them to keep their balance. I imagine that being on the deck of a ship, there will be a lot of things to distract you. Probably. You can use that to your advantage to bash your opponent, to knock them off guard and to render their next strike less effective. And so Miguel raises his sword above his head to slash down at you. Jesse's going to try and sidestep out of the way. So you go to sidestep out of the way, but you feel the very tip of his blade poke at your side. I tricked you into thinking that I was going to come down at you from above and forced you into a position where you move to the side to avoid it. Fainting is a great way to keep your opponent on their toes, so to speak. The camera watches you two go through forms. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Until you get comfortable enough where you see the force with which he is slashing. 
and the angles that he is going for, and you reply, and you actually knock Miguel back a little bit, and he takes a couple of steps backwards. That's very good. Good job. Thank you. Now, let's say we are getting to the end of the duel. Your ship is under attack, and you need to end this fight quickly so that you can go aid your other crew members or save someone or go to the helm, right? You can't be engaged with this person anymore. There is one maneuver that you can do, and it is reckless and sometimes desperate, but it is capable of ending a conflict immediately. You go back through forms, you do a couple of parries, a couple of feints, a couple of repasts, and then Miguel brings his sword in close, turns his body to the side, and with the power of a wave, but the speed of a lightning strike, he slashes across you. Now, you've stepped back so that it only catches your coat. That was all of my power and all of my speed to get you off my back or sometimes to end your life. But it is not something you should begin the fight with because it leaves you vulnerable. You see how I am positioned? He has left himself open after that strike. The longer the fight goes on, the more desperate this maneuver becomes. And you may be tempted to use it right off the bat. You need to gauge your opponent and see if they are actually versed in dueling or if they are just swinging their sword at you. If they are versed in dueling and you try to lunge at them, they will not give you an opportunity to do so again. And that is it. You know, it's funny. I've managed to make my way through plenty of scraps in my time in the sea. Most of the brigands that I have run into, I cannot tell the difference between a dagger and a sword. But the more that you are out in the world and the more opposition you come across, you will find that... There are people versed in the art of the sword and understand exactly what that means. Now that I know better. As Miguel was teaching you the maneuvers, it was very difficult for you to perform the same maneuver twice in a row just because of the complexity of what's needed and because you're fighting with another duelist who knows what they're doing. You couldn't slash twice, you couldn't bash him twice, and so... Mechanically, to perform any of these maneuvers, all you have to do is spend a raise on your action. You can perform one and only one on each of your actions. Duelists can still spend multiple raises to perform multiple maneuvers within an action sequence as separate actions. So within the same round, you can use a maneuver twice, but it can't be one after another. Yeah, as long as there is an additional maneuver in between or a non-dueling action. One of the other reasons why dueling can be so complicated is because sometimes we box ourselves into what Sam has affectionately called the duelist box, where it's, I'm in an action sequence, the only thing I can do is dueling maneuvers. That's not true. Yes, you can't perform certain maneuvers on each action, but you can do non-dueling actions. I'm going to slash, and then I'm going to kick this barrel over, and then I'm going to slash again. That is three raises spent but there's something in between. And then we're going to transition into the writer's room. So, how are you approaching the duel? Let's see. I'm doing finesse and weaponry. Mm-hmm. He's fought before with a cutlass. He's had plenty of sword fights on the sea, probably against some duelists. I don't think he's going to hold back. He's going to be offensively defensive. What he wants to do is mainly watch, see what Miguel is doing, and he will respond accordingly. Take two for flair. Taking one for fencer. 
I will spend a hero point and get two for signature weapon. You do have Luciana with you, so you can re-roll as many dice as you wish. I can't pull from the luck pool, right? Sure you can. Even though we're not on the ship? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you're learning how to do this to better protect them. Okay. I'll take five because Whalen's not here to say no. So how many dice are in your pool? So I have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen big old dice. Now, I could add a little bit of flavor to this in the form of consequences. I wanted to run it by you. <laughs> Is Jonah going to have an influence in this? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. When he's focused and calm like this, it keeps him at bay because he's home and he's comfortable. Jonah doesn't really have any reason to be here. You're not angry. You're not agitated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just going to be dual Miguel to first blood. By the way, first blood is to your first dramatic wound. Wayland can't help you because Wayland's not here. Please, bitch. <laughs> I mean, he's technically in the other courtyard, the other side of the house. He's getting his ass handed to him by roll. <laughs> it's time to roll the bones. Get that good old dice folded. Are you rolling two? I could roll some bones. Get a chance and roll the bones. Get my own dice fully. Mm. Ooh, Miguel. Damn. How many raises did Jesse have? I have eight raises, no remainders. Seven, three, eight, two, nine, one, eight, four, seven, four, nine, four, five, five, and ten. Fantastic. Miguel has ten raises. He's very, very good at what he does. So, with that, Miguel is going to begin the duel. You're in the backyard. It is small, but large enough to accommodate both you and Miguel circling each other. And what Miguel is going to do is he's going to spend three raises. And narratively, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'll put mechanics to it. So, Miguel rushes you as quick as lightning, stops short and kicks up his feet, bringing up a bunch of dirt and dust to block your vision a little bit. Then he is going to thrust his shoulder into you. And then as you are stumbling backwards, he is going to slash. And so mechanically, he has fainted. Faint deals one wound. If your target is injured again this round, he suffers an additional wound. He has bashed one wound from bash. So that's two if you decide to take it. And next time you deal wounds this round, you deal one less. For each rank Miguel has in weaponry, it's three. Then he is going to slash, which is going to deal three wounds to you. So how many is that total? That'd be seven wounds. So you would reach your first dramatic. However, this is a duel. And it's happening simultaneously. The initiative is more or less for who gets to perform maneuvers first. Jesse sees... Miguel running towards him. He goes to brace for impact, takes the feint, and when he goes to bash, Jesse is going to parry by taking him with his off hand, grab him, and throw him onto the side of the house. Mm. And he will repost back at him. Oh. I'm going to take the feint, you're going to parry the bash, and then repost? Yes. So... Parry is preventing a number of wounds equal to your ranks and weaponry. Just two. You prevent two wounds. So you actually prevent the bash entirely. And then repost, you prevent a number of wounds equal to your ranks and weaponry. Just two. 
and deal a number of wounds equal to your ranks and weaponry. So you're preventing two more and dealing two back to him. Miguel, when he goes to repost, he turns and they move the same way and their swords from the tips, they slide down to each other's hilts. And there's like a small shower of sparks. They just kind of graze each other's stomachs a little bit. Miguel, he's going to parry those two wounds that you're dealing on your repost. And I think in reply going to spend one more raise and now that you've locked hilts he's going to push you off so that you've unlocked from the stalemate and step backwards a little bit. You've noticed that throughout this duel Miguel seems to be humming something very low under his breath some kind of weird song. Jesse puts Bramble out and he puts his hand out to help him balance and he's going to go in for a lunge and I will spend a raise to instead faint Oh. He goes to strike and instead sidesteps and will come horizontally and slash. Miguel's just going to take that. And then when he comes in close with his other hand, he will bash him and push him further back. Oof. So that is two wounds, I believe? It would be three wounds. Three wounds. So he's taking the feint, so that's one. I think he's going to repost your bash. Okay. Bend a raise to do that. He's going to prevent those wounds and deal... Three to you. Jesse will immediately see it coming, and Perry, in that sidestep, he still has the momentum of his movement. Mm -hmm. And so as he goes to repost, Jesse brings Bramble down almost to the ground and spins around him, letting Miguel continue his momentum forward. Oh, okay. I like what you've done here because it means that you positioned yourself behind Miguel and so to me, that translates as a consequence for him. He has to spend an additional raise to get within range of you again. And to turn around. So he has spent one, two, three, four, five, six raises. He's on four. You have spent four raises. You're on four. I think you have the initiative here. So you have Miguel literally on the back foot. How many wounds does he have? He has one right now. Cool. I spend the rest of my raises and Jesse will lunge at him. Because it can't be avoided. No, it cannot. So how many raises? Four. And then your ranks and weaponry is two? So six. Yep. You get to first blood. Miguel does spend that extra raise to turn around, but it's already too late. I like the idea that he just has it to Miguel's chest as he turns around. He looks up at you and he says, well done. You got the thinky face on. What do you got going on over there? I'm trying to think about how to word this. Feel free to say no. Mm-hmm. Jesse steps back, and if I can, can I spend a hero point to give us both four raises again? Oh. Even us out? There's an explanation as to why. Okay. As Bramble is at his chest, there is a gust that comes in and pushes his hand, and it wavers from his chest. It feels like it's trying to tell him something. The gust takes him and he spins back. Back into his stance? Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't see why not. I don't think we're done yet. Very well. Let's go. And he puts his left hand behind his back. I'm not going to hold back this time. I would hope not. On guard, we begin. So you gave four raises each, yes? Yeah. Okay. So we're back up to... Oh, I was just going to have us both at four. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Miguel closes his eyes 
and holds his sword out and kind of just lets the wind ruffle his hair, move his clothes. And you hear that subtle humming again. And then his feet just start to move. He just starts to dance as if the wind is his partner. As he's moving and dancing, you see this fire behind Miguel's eyes. You see his movements are more in tune, more precise. You see that the loose grip that he had on his rapier has tightened. And he is going to perform a maneuver called the Aldana Ruse. And this is Miguel's special maneuver because he was taught the Aldana style. And it is the style that he taught your mother. It is the style that you picked up. He begins to dance and begins to move and his sword is just an extension of him. And he's actually just dancing circles around you. Because he's performed this maneuver mechanically, causing you, Jesse, to take additional wounds equal to his ranks in panache the next time that you take wounds. So the next time that you take wounds, you're going to be taking an additional five as he is dancing around you. Jesse lets himself close his eyes too, but there's not a dance to it. He feels the breeze push him a certain way and he begins to move. Have you seen Legend of Korra? I have, yep. How she moves in those spinny boards in the training grounds. Yes. He lets the wind take him and he begins to pick up speed. He'll also use Built on a Ruse. And so the camera is just circling around you both as Miguel is dancing to a tune that no one can hear. And Jesse, you're listening to the wind, letting it guide your steps and your movements. Miguel makes the first move, and it is a lunge. Jesse also lunges. <laughs> Miguel is going to deal five. He's spending three raises on top of the three from his weaponry. So he's dealing 11. So I got... Three raises spent. There's two in weaponry, three in panache. There's eight wounds. Miguel is going to deal 11 wounds to you, and you're going to deal eight to him. You're essentially going to win this duel because you've already dealt the first dramatic to Miguel. You'd be dealing the second dramatic as well before he deals it to you. So take the camera for me. Show me how this ends as both of you lunge towards each other. They both lunge at the same time. There's a moment where things slow down. Jesse feels the wind pulling him towards Miguel. At first, he's confused and he's trying to fight it, but then he feels it shift a bit to the left. And Jesse feels his body weight shift ever so slightly and sidesteps under his arm and pushes Jesse underneath and allows him to slide on the sand stands back up behind him and once again places his sword on his back. Okay. Miguel is breathing heavily, turns his head ever so slightly, and you see the scar given to him by Sedona on the back of Miguel's neck is exactly where your sword point is right now. Did you look at that? Miguel smiles. Your mother taught you that one, did she? I suppose. I'm impressed. And he stands up. I am only happy to be bested again in the same way as I was bested before. I don't know if that means that I haven't learned anything or that you are just a fast learner. In that moment, the gust of wind comes back directly towards Jesse and pushes him a little bit and his hat flies off. And without looking, he grabs it again and his hair is all windswept in this moment. 
And he takes it and he puts it back on. I had a good teacher. He lifts his sword up and salutes to you and then sheaths it. Jesse bows and sheaths his sword. Thank you for your help. You're very welcome. Now, dinner? Yeah, I'm fucking starving. I have worked up an appetite. He looks over, Wayland is limping over, bruised as fuck. Wipes up, beat his sweat off. And Luciana carries her entire guava uh, as, as best as she can into the house. She now has a fucking coconut with all the fur on it. Yes. <laughs> and then we transition into the writer's room and we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeesh. That's dueling. Yeah. What did you think from a mechanic standpoint? I like it a lot. feels like a very fast-paced game of tic-tac-toe. Faster game of wits. You have to sort of predict what's going to happen, but you have the narrative on your side to be able to get your own advantage, which I think is great. You're not just stuck in an A, B, side B, side A, literally mechanic button input. Mm. You're not locked to heavy attack, light attack, parry. I like that there is the rest of the world to be able to do stuff with. Because you can take that shit and use it to your own advantage. Exactly. And I'm sure things will get more crazy when we have more environmental shit to deal with. Of course. And we only covered the one dueling academy style Aldana ruse from Aldana. There are many others from different nations. They all have different tactics and replace different maneuvers. And now that you know the basics, you may be running into some duelists that uh, hopefully give you a run for your money. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But yeah, I do enjoy dueling because it does give a little bit of extra flavor to fighting. Because normally you can only deal one wound per raise, one to one. Dueling allows you to deal more and it's based off of how good you are at that style. And one of the main things, like I mentioned before with the duelist box, is duelists get caught in the moment of, all right, parry, riposte, bash, lunge, faint, all of that. But the environment is a huge deal too. There could be a opportunity that allows you to disarm your opponent. If you get rid of their weapon, they're not a duelist because all of these dueling styles are based off of the weapon that they're using. And you did that unknowingly to the first duelist you ever encountered, which is Evenrude. You applied pressure to him, which spent his raises, which meant that he couldn't spend them on maneuvers, and you got rid of his weapon, you disarmed him. And so even if he didn't have pressure and could spend raises to do maneuvers, he would have to spend enough to get his weapon back. And so that's something to remember, is that just because you have these maneuvers and these excess ways to deal more damage, it can be taken away from you just as easily. Yeah, I could have gotten fucked up that first fight. Yeah, yeah, you could have. He would have dealt damage to you in the form of his ranks and weaponry, which I maxed him out at five. And so he could have really carved you up if you had given him a chance to do so. Now you know the ins and outs of dueling. And hopefully we'll see Jesse use some of it in the future. Yeah. Who else have we encountered that's been a duelist? Other than your mother, who is a duelist, we currently haven't encountered anyone. Is anyone else on the crew a duelist? Our crew? Yes, actually. You decided that Cosette is a duelist. She uses, I'm going to butcher this, a Chevelle um, boy. 
which is a dueling style using a cane, like a sword cane. And so she can, in fact, duel if needed. But we haven't really seen that, and she hasn't really had any reason to. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we will see that soon. Maybe. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We'll see. I think that's it, really, on dueling. Thank you, lovely listeners, for joining us on this special episode involving dueling. And we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for being involved when I ate shit and almost broke my arm and dropped my bones. Did you recover all of your bones? I believe so. I think I had ten of each in my Master Vault, so I think I'm good. Gonna have to make sure that we count the bones before we vote. Thank you, friends. Until then. Goodbye, friends. Be safe and well.